Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin! Welcome back to Electroval. As chaos ensues in other parts of the city, we find ourselves in the gutter, most particularly of the wretched part of it. Tab Media Worldwide looms above the Merchant's Plaza like a glistening refrigerator, polished the brim with its glass window pointing in every direction, like some sort of confused snowman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm restarting that. No, no, I think that's perfect. My refrigerator glistens as okay, well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Confused snowman. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> I've been listening to too much Style M. Um, I think it's perfect. Style M for <laughs> magic, by the going. way. Uh, <laughs> they, they give freaking great monologues. All right. Welcome back to Electroval. As chaos ensues in other parts of the city, we return to the gutter that is the Merchant's Plaza, most particularly Tab Media Worldwide, the estate of which is a massive media conglomerate whose glass skyscraper shines like a freshly bought refrigerator right off the lot. Below this vain edifice of tyranny, oppression, and capitalism, the small park, like a small little grass stain, beneath the boot of a well-polished hiker. And as the sun sets on the city of a million lights, bulbs one by one turn on. This interior space has much open air, and much open traffic. And in fact, the parks within rival none other in the city. We see at one of these public parks, two figures sitting in chairs, waiting on a third to arrive with their dossier. Hugo, Sky, what have you been up to since you have departed from Soup and Gienden? I've been waiting for him to show up. I, I don't know what this heist is going to entail. How am I supposed to know? All I know is I'm supposed to break into a building somehow. What does that even mean? What are we going to do? He just went on some rant about how the light bulbs are all weird and... <laughs> I, I mean, Hugo is at least just desperate for... Uh, some some edge on on figuring out how to prove his freaking innocence and it, it scoop seems to at least potentially offer offer that help i've just been trying to get him to calm down <coughs> and like sharpening a knife 
the sort of mission you're undertaking is one supposedly of a noble purpose. Soup's editor, Joseph Harbinger, a stand-up fellow who would not buckle during the initial buyouts of the independent media in the city, has apparently been blackmailed and pressured to take some policy action and prevent Scoop from running particular stories. And all of you have a chance to intervene on his behalf, offer him assistance in infiltrating TAB headquarters and getting rid of this evidence. Of course, Hugo, it's as you are tapping your foot, scratching at your fingernails. A figure walks across Parklet and eyes you. It was not her personality that seemed to echo in a ten-mile radius. Oh, no. You would recognize her from that scarlet, listening, sparkling dress that she wears on her, standing three foot two, Cranberry Caledonia. How far away is she? You see that she walks about sixty or so yards away from you, towards another park bench. All right, good. A little umbrella above it. However, you see that as she lifts one of her stiletto heels onto the table, she turns in your direction and seems to be adjusting an earring she's wearing and gives you a little wink and taps on the bench next to her. Uh, First thing, I'm going to turn around, face face sky, and take off the freaking necklace that I have that is hers, and I'm going to give it in the most subtle way I can say while saying... uh, Oh, uh, I guess this is for me. Um, guess she's trying to talk to me about something. Take this now. Hi. Roll me a stealth or sleight of hand check with advantage as Sky is assisting you in this handoff. Hell yeah. It's either 18 or it's 14, so 18. 18 it is. You deftly pass it off along with a newspaper that was already sitting on the bench. In Sky, you have an opportunity to kind of tuck it into some of your other notes, and you begin striding your way over. Now it's uncanny seeing Caledonia dressed up in this part of the city, because you know a certain fashion sense is required not to get too much scrutiny from the local, may we say, culture enforcement. Her patchwork dress is replaced with a long red cocktailed one, not too dissimilar to the one that Sky wore. In fact, Looks exactly like the one Sky wore, but proportioned for a halfling. You see that she is wearing a pair of studded earrings and has bright red lipstick that does not have a smudge out of place. Her hair is done up in a beautiful style, and you think that perhaps it would be less sinister if there was not a large spiky ornament rolled up along with it. Spiky? What, what do you mean by spiky yeah, ornament? What, what kind of spiky ornament? It's like she has a whole bunch of sort of Throwing Stiletto stars. needles or such. Roll me, roll me a perception check, in fact. Which one of us? Uh, Hugo, because he asked. Or Both he's the one approaching. Asked. I got a three. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a whole bunch of sort of, how would I kind of say, kind of contemporary assemblage of, of metal, polished and shiny in a way. And what looks like maybe to be rings, you realize might in fact be small bits of blades that could perhaps be unfolded into a garrote. You see little needles poking out of it that could perhaps be driven into one's neck and other soft bits. But they seem to be all coiled up into a very fashionable hair ornament. Jeez, I gotta get one of those. Mm. Yeah, I honestly think it would suit you. And Hugo, you approach, you sit at the bench, do you stand? I am gonna stand for now. I, I, I don't feel... I feel threatened as always. She kind of looks at you with a side eye as you walk up and 
kind of pull your shoulders back, and she says, Well, Hugo, I ain't gonna buy it. Mingling with a different crowd, like I like to do from time to time. You don't gotta worry about nothing. I just wanted to catch up and heard that you were in the area. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see your crowd. Are you, what are you doing next to Tab Media? She looks up, coils her lips a little bit, and spits onto the nearby ground. Ah, uh, I prefer my refrigerator stinged up. <laughs> no, nah, I'm here because, well, let's just say that uh, I have a habit of finding local singles. Who says I'm single? Or are you not talking about me? Pretty sure Sky leans over and says. I noticed that you've got a bit of a winding path. I just want to make sure you were okay. Uh, my path has been certainly winding from many places, but uh, I think the only way I can say I'll be okay is if I get this thing off, gesturing to the bracelet. Getting things off like accessories could be a real hard bargain to drive, wouldn't it? And your hair accessory looks like it's ready and accessible. <laughs> oh, are they this real? Thing. Are, they, are, they, are they sharp? Oh, trust me. This thing is, a. Uh, she kind of fiddles around at it. My hairdresser provided me with, might I say, one of the least dangerous implements on my body. Still looks like if you fall, you'd get a haircut. Well, if not me, then someone. Good point. That's another thing, too. She kind of, like, looks over at the cane. Seems like I'm not the only one who's risking a fall. Yeah. I'm just sorry I couldn't be there to catch you. Uh, that was a pretty... Uh, high height. I don't think you'd want to be under me. Let me be the judge of that. Say 100 feet? <laughs> I'm sure me and you know what it's uh, like to be smaller folk in the city. Both realize distance. It's a little less meaningless. But I'm not too concerned by the fall, but by the bullet that struck you. Me too. Haven't quite figured that out. And with a little bit of a blessing, I would love to find out who's been uh, playing game with my favorite musician. I don't know. You know, I, I thought I saw something, something from the from the Ferris wheel, but other than that, the next thing I remember is really waking up. <laughs> waking up in a morgue of all places. Really thought I was dead. And then I thought see, I was dead again. You see she like palms out of her wrist a metal tube brass with small bits of burn marks around the edges and a sort of split casing. Small little aether runes written around it that the casing he tosses it to you catch it i feel i said uh you already got most of the impact figure you might as well have the whole thing consider it a memento i cherish it we've been poking around the ferris wheel and that ain't the only thing we've been poking around on well first off what um so you knew it happened and then you went poking around the ferris wheel well, of what course, kind of things did I, you find of course i've had a tail on you ever since you left my sight hmm guess i could have should have considered that I can assure you that it was only in your best interest. Speaking of which, though, those uh, those three individuals you mentioned out on the uh, out on the shallows when you picked up Destiny. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple of my boys found one of them, had a conversation, and for the life of me. No longer how long it took him. He just would not break about what happened to that necklace. What but you know he... how those things are. Honor among thieves, after all. What do you say happened? Well, I don't know. As, after all, a lady like me doesn't pick over every detail. But from what I could tell, the fellow who uh, 
I went ahead and asked to do the uh, extraction of said information. Was very thorough. Just could not get him to break. Don't doubt it. But in the meantime, I'm sure that uh, we'll both be updated on the fate on my little bit of jewelry pretty soon. Wouldn't you say? Certainly hope so. Seems uh, seems very valuable to you. It's not the most valuable thing to me, but oh, I like that's to. Me. <laughs> well, let's just say that uh, I like to keep. I like some sort of price tag on the people I keep around. Let them know that. Uh, let them know that I got special interest in them. You know, you never know when they might be useful. You never know when they might need me to be under them, catching them from a hundred feet up, or maybe a little less. Hmm. Well, I can say, I know the music industry. Definitely good to have your people around. Absolutely. And I figured that I would do the courtesy of asking you before I uh, take a concerted effort if uh, you want me to look into a little bit more than bringing you a bullet casing. Depends. What's the cost? Yeah, we can work that out in time. But I'm sure it ain't nothing you ain't willing to give. After all, it's good to have friends and many places it is good to have friends in many places though i do i may be able to find why don't i come to you because i may be able to find some information about this on my own and should should that information be unsatisfactory i can seek out you <laughs> well then i suppose that i shouldn't be more than a two-step away i must say i love your outfit by the way mind Thank if you. i she gestures to feel it. Sure. She kind of just gingerly sort of... Keeping a, 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 a surprisingly chivalrous distance. As she just kind of like feels across like the lapel of like your blazer and stuff like that. And she kind of like pulls away and she sees like a bit of a blood stain on there. And she must say that uh, you got yourself some nice toys. If you can believe it, the suit used to be white. Yeah. It's, it's she, red. Yeah. <laughs> She lifts up, um, you've got, like, your illusory suit on, right? Yeah. And, uh, we're using, like, illusions to, like, cover the details. And, uh, she goes ahead and she, she gestures, she picks up, like, a hem of her own dress and she says, Care to try mine? Hope you don't mean try it on, but <laughs> I will, I will feel the dress. As you go ahead, you touch it, your hand just waves through the dress, like, as if it's not even there as she, like, lets go and says, Almost feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. See you around, Hugo. And she'll walk off. <laughs> I'm gonna just make a, a, a quick little turn back to Sky and be like, "Well, that looked stressful." You think? <laughs> Not to mention, I can't tell what she was wearing if it existed at all. Are you okay? Physically, I'm fine. Okay. Mentally, I don't think I've been fine for the past five days. Well, yes, we know that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'll keep this on us. I'll hold up the little bullet casing. She did some poking around in the Ferris wheel for us. Or, probably for herself, but for us in the meantime. And she did offer that, uh, for a price yet undetermined, she may be willing to look into it a little more. I did not take that up yet. I don't want to walk into a deal with her blind. 
Yeah, I I would honestly not touch her with a ten foot pole. Although she seems to have no problem with touching your clothing. So that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't feel like I could refuse, but I think she probably knows that it's uh, a little special. Alright. I don't think that's gonna go over well when she knows who made it. And yeah. You, you, you see an individual wheel up with a barrel and a bunch of sticks out of it says, Ten foot poles! Ten foot poles! Did I hear somebody say ten foot poles? Yes. Hey, though, my name is Jimmy Jaw. I got some of the best ten foot poles this year of the city. Do you have any eleven foot poles? Unfortunately, I don't deal with 11-foot poles. Think I'm some sort of heathen? No, I'm just curious. I thought I saw a vendor. But... Listen, I got a sign that says 10-foot poles. If I get a pole that's a little long, I gotta trim it off. If I get one that's short, I gotta toss it in the kindling. Or I gotta go ahead and downsize it to the 9-foot pole guy on the lower level. <laughs> Are you gonna of... buy a pole or not? Out of sheer morbid curiosity, what exactly is... The intended purpose of the ten-foot poles you sell? Well, you got all sorts of reasons for them. Maybe you need to go ahead and poke out a wall and you don't want to be standing within ten feet of it. There's an opportunity right there. Let's see. Other opportunities? Maybe you need a little bit of scaffolding that's a little bit more than nine feet. I got your covered. Do you do, you do a lot of business in ten-foot poles? Depends on your cop. No. <laughs> You're asking a lot of questions you don't need to know. So, I'll make it real simple. You gonna buy a 10-foot pole or not? How much? No. He, like, looks at Sky and eyes you. Don't encourage him. Pole vault. I almost did the pole vault, but I didn't quite make the height requirement. He, like, looks you up and down and says, Six charges. Well, not six yeah. charges, he would say, uh... Six, yeah, six charges. Charges are silver. Or... I give you two for a spark. Spark is a what? Gold. You know? Screw it. Let's do it. Might come in right. handy. He goes ahead and reaches in like they're two baguettes, pulls up two ten poles, and hands them to your tiny little frame. You pass him the coin? Yep. Alright. How are you doing business with you? Poles? Uh, How about, thick are they? About, they're wooden poles, uh, and they are about uh, an inch thick. Quarter staff. And now we have two of them. Longer than a quarter staff. This thing's a bit unwieldy as a weapon. So what I'm you can always try. I'll be the one carrying these ten foot poles, given that 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 Hugo here is what three foot nothing. You like you hear the rattling of cobblestones and cartwheels as he wheels his thing away, and you hear someone says like, "Excuse me, you have a permit to sit up here, uh, Velvet Blue <laughs> Officer," and he just starts running. Clack 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 clack. Wait wait wait. We got we we got an illegal vendor in pursuit. I repeat, a legal vendor in pursuit. See? We never... <laughs> had we came just a little later, we never would have had this chance. What exactly Besides. is this chance? Hey, they might come in handy for the operation. Like, he's just holding yeah, up, like, well, two ski poles. Handy when I finally get annoyed enough with you to hit you with one, then they'll come in handy. Like, two... Given my acrobatic skill are, of four, each good of luck. These pole, each of these poles, the Hugo... Pole is three times the size of your height. More. Yeah. It's a long pole. It is a very long pole. And you now have two of them, and they are a little, little heavy. Uh, go ahead and add two, ten, go add two poles, ten-foot poles to your inventory. Alright, let's do this. Here, I'll, I'll add one. Sky, you add one. 
Hugo passes you a pole. Meanwhile, you hear a voice say, it's like, I'm terribly, terribly sorry. I thought that I'd get you. As you hear the voice of Scoopextra approach. Um, I, thought I, I thought I'd get you snacks on my way up, but huge line at the taco cart. It's all good. We, As you uh, see, Scoop is approaching with two uh, bags of takeout tacos. Thank you, I guess. Thank you. I hope I haven't been keeping you too long. No, we uh, encountered an old friend. Oh, okay. Well, um, here we go. Uh, I already ate. Uh, also, you know, bit of nerves. I actually bought one for myself, but I, I just, I just couldn't stomach it. Um, you sure you still, you still want to do this? Give me some more information about what's inside and what you intend to find. <sighs> he like looks around a little bit, brings you down, brings you in like a little bit. This is all right. Here's the sitch. Also, nice poles, by the way. Thank you. Thought they might come in handy. Tab Media Worldwide is it's it's the newest institution of a merchant prince. When I came to the city, well, I was always told that there were ten merchant princes, but an eleventh had been erected for, well, I say strictly for the reason of giving them an odd number to vote with. As you can see, there are uh, eleven merchant princes that each own some sort of some sort of monopoly in the city, and well, with that comes a lot of influential power. Nearly a hundred years ago, the first merchant princes established courts in order to uphold the values that they were successful on. Now, it's grown a little bit beyond that, but they still hold a very powerful position when it comes to the influence of commerce here. Hugo, I'm sure that you've had to deal with those courts yourself a bit whenever you franchised, opened up a new business. Yes, I have. Other than being a very bureaucratic organization, well, let's just say that some of the players are a little bit more cutthroat. Lord Tap. Now, when I came to Electroval, I saw a strange new place before me, the type of town that I was raised in, never really had much appreciation for the press. So I made an appreciation, I tried to tell stories that were compelling enough to get folks to read them. But when I came here, I found out that there were, I didn't really even have to make up the stories, I didn't have to push too hard in order to find leads. Leads were just hanging out in front of me, so much chaos, so much opportunity, so much intrigue. I used a little bit of a nest egg I was able to acquire upon coming to the city, sold a patent of mine, and got the money to start the Electrofall Gazette. Now, I didn't want to be the proprietor, I didn't want to be the editor, I wanted to be a reporter. So, I found Joseph Harbinger. Real kind fella. We came up with an agreement. I give him the money to get his newspaper off the ground, and in exchange, he had to promise not to yield. I pulled a couple of values that I laid before him, and make sure that I always had a spot and the freedom to pursue any threat I wanted. And that was the case up till, well, up until I wanted to publish my findings on the light bulb conspiracy. Hmm. Joseph is usually the type who likes to check in, make sure I'm not getting too over my head. But when I told him that I already conducted my, my search, that I did it without, well, dealing directly with too many dangerous folks, I expected this to be an excellent expose, something that would get a little bit more light shined on us since Tab Media cornered the market, but he told me that he could not run it, and he told me to stop snooping around. It's unlike him, and it's against the deal that we made. But I looked into it a little bit further, and I realized that this man's character hadn't changed at all. He's being blackmailed. 
Mr. Lloyd Tab has a reputation. As I said, Electrovol had much news media, much independence when I first came here eight years ago. But one by one, Mr. Lloyd Tab, after establishing the first seedling of his media empire, has through one means or another acquired or gained full leverage over the other media companies in the city of Electrovol. Even the ones that claim to be independent have something. Something leveraged by Mr. Lloyd Tab. And now, well, I don't do nothing. Electrovol Gazette, the last truly independent source of media. My dream when coming to the city is going to wind up as corrupt as the rest of them. And what's more, I know Mr. Mr. Harbinger is a kind man, but the sort of stress that he's been under as of late, it didn't weigh at him on the inside. And I really, if not to help out the newspaper, if not for the principal itself, I want to help out him. Now, I've done a little bit of digging into Mr. Tab in the past, mostly to figure out how he operates. I know he doesn't keep more than one copy of this blackmail on him at a time. He doesn't want to risk it getting leaked without his prior consent. Which means that he has to keep it close to him. But, he leaves too often. I know that he can't be keeping it on his person, so the only logical answer is that he keeps it at his home, or he keeps it, and he gestures straight at to the giant refrigerator shiny building of Tab. Sounds like you've been keeping tabs on him. Hmm. God. <laughs> I've been waiting to use that. I realized that I forgot. I thought of it when, when Caledonia was here, and I was like, oh, that'd be so good to make a joke, especially when she said... I it's okay, Hugo. I, you don't have to explain it. I found it I found it plenty, plenty no, hilarious. I was, I was I, gonna do it when she was like... No, I mean, like, oh, I mean, it's... Detailed. I like, oh, wait, Cranberry, like Cranberry Caledonia on? was here? Well, that was out of character, but... Uh, I was imagining if it was in character, though. <laughs> <laughs> Your call, is it, was it, or was it not? I mean, keep it not. Actually, uh, screw it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute, what? Um, regardless, regardless, I know you got many, many fingers and many, many different pies in the city. Regardless, I gotta know that you're good to, uh... You're, 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 you're good to commit to this. This is, this, we ain't talking about crime lords necessarily we ain't talking about dealing with the velvet blue we're dealing with some really dangerous people who have a lot of influence and power more than what cranberry could even aspire to yes so i want to know what specifically is in there where we're gonna get it how we're gonna get out and how we know we're not gonna get caught the most likely place that it's gonna be kept is in his office but it's gonna be a matter of getting there now as i said i've done my own reconnaissance on Tab and its employees. I also know that Tab's done its fair share of digging on me. So, I'm loath to go in there showing my proper face. Which means it may be of a valuable asset of, I don't know, perhaps seek an additional entrance in. Of course, it's also the graveyard, graveyard shift. But, I don't know exactly how easy it would be for me to walk in through the front door. Maybe we'll just raise some eyebrows and put some unwanted attention on you. Maybe. Well, maybe it might get a little more complicated than that. You still have that, that card, that extension, that, uh, the name of that reporter? I believe I do. Do I? I think I do. Yeah, you do. I don't remember what the name is. I forgot to write that down. He pulls out, he pulls out uh, a zap, and he flips it to you. Mind let them know that you're ready to have a call? It's the best option I can think of. That's a good point. Unless you got another idea. Guy? I know that you're a bit of a, a freelance detective. I also know maybe on my, some of my own investigations that 
you're a little bit skilled when it comes to these the subtle intrusions. I mean, I think I might be able to help. Yes. I can't make any promises, but overall, I, I do trust your guys' judgment. All right. In that case, what's the plan? I can lead us there, but I'm going to need your assistance a little bit. And well, well, first we need to know about any type of security that might be in the area. You go. Mm-hmm. You mind making a call? Sounds like that's going to be one of the best ways in, regardless. Yes. Maybe me and Sky we go ahead and scope out the perimeter. See exactly what sort of security guards are on staff right now. If you'd like, my call can also be... I could ask to meet in person. Mm-hmm. Be a way in. Could be a distraction for you. I mean, if it's one reporter, that ain't going to help us a lot. I think it would be more useful trying to get one of us in. Or all of us in, preferably. So how am I going to... How's the call going to get you in? He, like, points at, like, your hand, which has, like, little copper sitting in it, and he gestures towards the nearby payphone. Well, yes, of course, but... Ha- ha- how does that help you guys get in? We'll go ahead and scope the, the joint. But regardless, it's going to be useful to have you inside there, too. The level of tabs usually don't work midnight shift. They mostly uh, got the lower levels, the sub-levels, working on print runs for the next day. So, we should expect rather bare-bone occupation. That also means security is going to be doing their details. Got 40 floors on that tower. Mr. Tabs, second to the top. Oh, that's going to be difficult. Well, I suggest we, uh, get hustling on. Guy, do you carry the ten-foot pole with you? Sure, but only in the hopes of, at some point, beating someone over the head with it. Okay. It it would be- you would be attacking him with strength if you used it. But it would be an improvised weapon that would probably hurt hard, so keep that in mind. By someone, I mostly meant Hugo. Ah, fun. Alright, for now. I mean, you could also use it to build a catapult, like a seesaw. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, launch people over gateways and such. Yeah, or you'll go into a pond. Your call. Um, <laughs> as you make your way uh, towards the perimeter, and Hugo, you make your way to a pay form. We, we'll start with Sky and Scoop. What do you do? Start scoping the place out. Alright. I want you to go ahead and roll me a perception check. What sort of entrances, what sort of information are you are you looking for in particular? Like, I mean, I, I would say anything that would cause us problems. Like, if it looks yeah. like any any guards are are there, or there's anyone undercover. Yeah. Actually, roll an investigation check. I'll roll one for a scoop too. Okay. <sighs> Twenty. Oh, darn. Okay. Uh, Scoop. Scoop did okay. Uh, he got he got a 14. So the two of you kind of like nod to each other and you split out a little bit. Scoop has like a little bit of uh, kind of like the equivalent of like a hoodie on right now. Just like a, a long sort of high collar jacket. And he's doing his best to look non-conspicuous as he sort of routes the perimeter. And Sky, I imagine you probably try to make your way towards where you see a couple of security guards along one entrance. As you get close to the bushes, to a point where you can overhear it a little bit, you hear a couple of you hear like a couple of guards walking out of a door. One says to the other, Darn, where are they gonna be? We're supposed to be having the road control come in right now. Like, and yeah, they'll probably be here in an hour. Uh if I had my say of it, we would uh be trying to find each one of those rats a nice comfy home down there in the swamps. He's just like, You in the fucking rats 
as it would appear that they seem to be having some sort of exterminator detail coming in at some point soon. Only with the gentleman rats. However, you also do see two security guards just kind of loitering, seeming to be getting off shift right now, wearing uniform conductive of tab, but of sort of like a dark sort of colored sweatshirts, kind of like turtlenecks, uh, with like pairs of like khakis and have like the word security emblazoned on their back, as well as what looks to be a couple of uh, passes that they seem to be in the process of stuffing away into like their bags as they're about to walk home together. Interesting. You hear a bit of uh, footsteps behind you and it's Scoop. Ah, there you are. I I didn't want to speak up too loudly as uh, you seem to be doing a bit of snooping. Any luck? Did he hear what at all? Just what went on? Uh, you can you can recap it in your own way. If you have any ideas of what to do, I gave you the information. But if you have like an idea of what to do with it, you can express it. I mean, yeah, it. I'll just catch him up real quick then, I guess. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we know that there's exterminators working for the building, at least. I mean, I'd hate. I, I'm not usually one who's who's who is prone to much violence, but it may be possible to gain entrance either as these contractors that seem to be arriving, or potentially as these security personnel. Not saying that violence would be the only way of acquiring their their entry. Does uh? Do you need? Can I just ask him if he knows um? What kind of credentials would someone need to be able to just go into the building up to that floor? I, I honestly don't know. I mentioned security would be able to have a bit of flexibility, but I don't know if they'd be able to identify us. Being a reporter, that could definitely help a lot if you could, could pose as someone who's got access to the uh, where they compile cases, put them together before they add to print. Or uh, we could pose as cleaning staff or maintenance repair people. I mean, we'd have to get outfits like that that would convince it or perhaps intercept the contractors that are meant to arrive. Some basic coveralls. No one wants to hear that the 44th floor plumbing has gone out and it's not getting fixed on time. That's all I'm saying. I I, I mean, I don't want to be too much of a downer. There's only 40 floors. If we say 44, they might know what's up. 40th, whatever. No, 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 that's good. I just wanted to cover that basis before we got there. Sorry, I thought you said he was in the 40th. I meant 40th. I do got another potential entrance. How good are you with huts? Fine. We go ahead and cut back to Hugo. Hugo, what do you do? I have a 10-foot pole and a phone. I think I was supposed to make that call. Alright, so you go ahead and you pull out the sort of slightly waterlogged card. And you can... It's a little smudged where it's been written on in ink. But you can make out the five-digit extension. In the yeah. city, it's like three digits that you have to put in for like tab, which you would be able to know. Maybe there's like a little directory printed in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll punch in them numbers and, and get going. All right, so you go ahead, you punch in the eight numbers. There's a bit of a ring, a ring, and then there's a ah hello, hi hello. This is Lloyd speaking. It's Hugo. Oh, Mr. Mr. Brassleaf, uh, do, do you want to call? Uh, this, 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 in, is it worth time? Um, I am, I am at office right now, but I'm about to uh, head home. I am. Would you like to? 
<clears throat> oh, I, I actually kind of assumed it would be a bad time. I. Oh, not at all, not at all. I'm just finishing up some some work, uh, graveyard hours, you know. Um, I do. I'm actually. You know what? I'm in town. I'm in, I'm in the area. Might I? Why don't I just come up to you? Ah, that would be that would be good. That'd be good. I I can let uh I can let security know to let you uh, escort you in. Okay. Uh, are you coming alone? Do you have any security? I was about to say I, ha I have two people who are with me, and I certainly wouldn't mind waiting waiting ah. for a quick meeting. I will let security know. Um, very very excellent. And uh, you 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 want to talk about uh, uh your role in the events at Crocodile Ballground? Yes. Or lack thereof. Well, at least I want that to be the case. Yes. I think you have very, very strong perspective on story. Yes. I'll give you whatever whatever information I can as part of whatever Absolutely. I Alright. Um, yes, come in, come in, just give your name. Uh, security will, will bring you up to uh, 35th floor. 35th, got it. Okay. Take care. And you get like a click on the other end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to walk over to Sky. I'm on so poker you... with the 10-foot pole. <laughs> okay, so uh, roll stealth check, you go. Yes. Dang it. I got a six. <laughs> uh, you hear, you, you, you just see a bit of waggling of a shadow above you, Sky, as you see Hugo desperately trying to balance a ten-foot pole. Oh, God. I got us away in. Good help. And you see as Sky and they, you, when you go to like look them out, you see that they have made their way around what looks to be like the right side of the building looking in. Out of sight of any security guards, no entrance is there, but there seems to be some sort of mechanism attached to highly strung wires off the side. Inside oh. of a set of caged box is a window cleaner. Mm. A little platform run by cables with little some sort of like electro tech technology that enables it to run for cleaning crews to scrub the outside of the windows. Okay. How many people do you think it could hold? I mean, it could theoretically hold all of you. It's like maybe like ten feet long. Oh, okay, quite large. Three then. foot, three three foot, like standing space. Oh, I, see, I was envisioning something much smaller for some reason. Nope. And then you see, it's got like four wires that seem to just go all the way up to the top of the building where uh, a winch would be located. Hmm, but you see, wonderful. it's like locked right now, and uh, seems to require some sort of operator key that is you is not immediately apparent. Is it a normal lock? Uh, the lock towards the cage is a normal lock, and the other one seems like, to be Like, is it a pickable of... lock? Yeah, you could attempt to pick it. Okay, I think I'm gonna do that then, so we can try to use it. Alright, go ahead and roll me at the use tool check. Ooh, I can see how that would be useful. Way in or way out. Wait, does that, have, does that have a modifier on it? What, it, what is- Uh, but you're, you're proficient with the use tools, so it would just be, like, your dex check with your proficiency. Okay. I rolled a 14 plus 5 for that. I'm not sure how this works. What's your dexterity? Um, well, uh, oh, sorry. I was looking at saving throws. Never mind. Why are you saying what my dexterity is, Ben? What's your, what's your, yeah. Because he had uh, plus yeah, two. Yeah, it's 15. So, yeah, plus two. So, it's 14 plus four. So, 18. This is not an overly complicated lock. Uh, it seems mostly just to prevent people from climbing around or maybe even sleeping on this thing at night and as you go ahead and fiddle with it for only a few seconds there's a bit of a clack as you have managed to sort of manipulate the interior mechanism enough to get it open 
Right. And it, the rusty yellow painted hinge swings open. And Scoop is like, well, I mean, this could get us up, but how does it get us in? Well, there must be roof access, right? I suppose. Did the windows open? Hmm? Did the windows open? And obviously it wouldn't be difficult, or it would be difficult to open them from the outside, but are they the kind that even can open? Or are they like office building windows? He thinks a little bit. I I personally haven't had much of a privilege inside. Uh, Previous times I've tried coming to Tab, they they didn't exactly want me looking too much at their uh, upper levels. To say that they consider me a bit of a rival. Right, but I but met, maybe, maybe they might. You might be. We might be able to find a window that would open. Well, I mean, we're looking at the building, aren't we? We're in front of it. Yeah. So and I said you be able to see what kind of windows they are. Yeah, and it's and you look up. Um, just roll me a perception check. Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? Fourteen. It's very hard to tell. Maybe you, they don't. They don't look like they're just pure solid panes. And you think maybe, maybe somewhere on the upper levels there might be some that open up, but. You imagine that none of them would be unlocked right now. Someone would have to unlock them from the inside. And they would have to be on this side, because it looks like this me- mechanism, this uh, this cleaner, can go side to side. But it can only do it on this face of the building. Fortunately, it's an out-of-the-sight face. I'm about to have access to the 35th floor. That would help. Yeah, and that I've would help. Cleared, I've already cleared for you to come along, but, you know, it may honestly be better to set this up as a escape route. Yeah. That's why true. I, Good point. Why don't I head in? Either, either you, uh, scoop. Either you come with me, or you go over with her, and I'll get us to the thirty-fifth floor. Scoop, right. why don't you come with me, so I can go in. You can unlock the window. What What are we doing about disguises? Oh right. Uh, well, I, I, I'm just worried about showing my face around there. They know me. They, I imagine they probably told their security staff to recognize me. Good point. I don't May I suggest the maintenance coveralls again? I mean, Probably. maybe if any of you is good with, with cosmetics, maybe I might be able to pass. Uh, okay. The other option is probably. I mean, I am. I'm 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 I, I'm okay with hats as long as I don't look down. I'm proficient with it in skyscape, but uh, but yeah, you can you can go with him. I'll try and cause. Get at least enough of a distraction to open the window myself, or to unlock it. Okay. Right. Okay. So, are you, Guy and Scoop, are going to spend time trying to get the mechanism, this thing, to work, and potentially try to make their way up the side of the building while Hugo enters alone? Yeah. And I'll try and open, unlock a window from in there. Okay. So, Sky, you will know that um, there it's it's locked with an operator key that that would be like the other that would be the other sort of mechanism but you can figure that out while Hugo goes inside okay um, and you also know potentially about the the crew coming in maybe it might be possible to enter through there you've got options but for now it sounds like Hugo is making his way in all right Hugo what do you say to yourself how do you hype yourself up before you go in <sighs> taking deep breaths more deep breaths. Honestly, that's it. Just deep breaths. Alright. You feel especially small in the city right now. Even as you go past the electric lantern lights, which cash long shadows, feeling your own shadow tower over you. 
you come to the entrance of Tab Media Worldwide and find a not dark, but not quite even dim, but underlit interior chamber of what is most obviously their lobby. As you push your way through a, I mean, you could go through like the normal door or you could go through the rotating door. Which one do you go through? The normal door. Okay. You look at the slowly rotating door and you just- I look wistfully at it. I, I just know you as Ben, so. Yes. Me as uh, Ben would definitely go through the rotating door. Me as Hugo probably would go through the rotating door as well. But me as Hugo on a break-in mission? Definitely not. <laughs> well, Mr. Serious, let's get into it. <laughs> you open up the door and you come inside to a bit of a security kiosk where they seem to identify you come in. Amin says, uh, excuse me, what's your business? You see a sort of heavier-looking half-orc with a bit of like a, a Paul Blart belly currently munching on a donut. Hugo, here to see... What was his name again? I already forgot. Uh, Lloyd is what he went Lloyd. by. I knew it was an L. Hugo, here to see Lloyd. Um, I have I'm assuming you mean Little Lloyd and not not the boss. Yes, yes, Little Lloyd. Um, That's good, because the boss ain't in. You're told no. to look out for you, and I was told you had two two companions with you. Yes, they, they went elsewhere. Figured they'd rather go into the shops than where what other shops are open than wait on here for nothing. Just as like a little bit of a vibe. Mm -hmm. This is a few things. I want you to roll me a, a deception check. Or persuasion. Whatever. Works. Ah, alphabet. Deception. Not person. I imagine you put your necklace back on. Unless you left it with Sky. Oh, I did leave it with Sky. I think I have to do something. I unequipped it, but I didn't see any change to my... Thing. Would you have put it back on, or would you have left it with Sky? I mean, eh, yeah, I put it back on. Alright, so make sure to re-equip that. Re-attune it. Oh, that's how I do it. Okay, cool. Yes. So, that was... What was my... Oh, no! I lost it. Everything, uh, everything's ending. It oh, no. was... 17? Is that... Oh, no, 17. it should be 18 now. 18 total deception? Total, total deception. Yeah, they got no reason to suspect you. It's like, all right. Well, if we, they come walking in, uh, they're going to have to wait here. Yeah. Uh, right this way. Uh, 35th floor, right? Yep. And you hear, like, the sound of a... A voice, kind of like, or a bit of like a sound of like some sort of machine squeaking rubber wind its way through and says, You won't mind if I take the uh, guest to the upper levels. After all, it is my job. And you see standing in front of you on sort of four little tiny wheels, like tiny little, little wheels, is like a box that has like a single hand, like an animatronic hand off to the side. And like a bit of like an Aethertex kind of vintage style, imagine like 1970s style screen sort of like imprinted into it that has like a light blue glow. And you see a bit of like a smiley face as the hand waves. Aww. And it says, well, howdy there. My name yeah. is uh, Terry the Torbot. Mind if I escort you? I mean, if you must, I think I could find it on my own, but. The one hand hanging off to the side extends itself to shake yours. I will shake it. It's like firm handshake, sir. Firm handshake. And he would say, like, I'll lead you right here. I got plenty of access. As you see, the hand pop open and, like, the edge of, like, a security card is just popped out of the wrist. As you see, it goes ahead and inserts it into the elevator. Assassin's Creed punch ding! dagger, but it's just a key card. His, his hand literally, like, hinges off. Ugh. And it just, ding! And he says, after you, with gesturing with the one hand. This is a cute little robot. Yeah getting in the elevator and remember not all my characters tonight have southern accents right this way mr brassleaf we've been expecting you 
Ding. You mean like, as the doors close? You mean like L- L- Lloyd Lloyd Tad told told you I was coming because he did, or like there's some prophecy? Oh, it's my job to be able to accommodate all of our guests here at Tab Media Worldwide. And you, Mr. Brassleaf, are quite a famous guest. It is not every day we have a musician of your legacy visiting our fine establishment and speaking to our fine personnel. After all, it's a very large building. And my job is to make sure you, finger guns, don't get lost. (laughs) Anything I can get you? It goes ahead and opens like a bit of a shelf. Anything to drink? Oh. Cigarettes? As it's gesturing towards, like, little tiny... It's, it's, it's got, like, a little mini bar inside of it. Oh, my God. On that, the house, of course. That needs to be a thing. Ah, it's late at night. I'll just take some water if you got it. All right, then. And you see, like, he goes ahead and, like, picks up, like, a bit of a cup, presses it against, like, a little nozzle, and you just start to see he dispenses, like, cold water and closes his... passes it to you and then closes his lower section. Well, thank you. Of course. After all, it's my pleasure. Anyway, it would appear that we are coming up on the 35th floor as we hear a ding and we cut to outside. Sky. Yes. You and Scoop are currently figuring out what to do with this thing, how to get it running. How would you like to go about it? Um, well, you said it's still locked, right? Um, it needs like an operator key to get turned on. But, but it is a normal lock. Um, not like a lock, it's like a key, like, next to, like, a whole bunch of things, which you could try to pick. Um, you see, like, there was, like, a couple of cubbies and stuff like that along here, like, a little lockbox that seems to be unlocked. Yeah, I think I'll try to pick it. Alright, go ahead and try your thieves tools. Uh, yeah, that's, like, a 12. You go ahead, and as you kind of do that, you, like, press it in, and you just feel a bit of, like, a spark, and, like, you let go. And, like, whatever sort of needle or lockpick you were jamming in there... Like, it's just smoking a teensy bit. You still got your thieves' tools. It's just, like, a bit of, like, a shock in that one particular piece of metal milk. You take one point of lightning damage. And as you do that, like, Scoop is digging around inside of one of the little shelf compartments on the mechanism up here. And he goes ahead and he pulls out uh, a tiny little, like, a keychain with, like, two keys and a little crocodile ornament on it. And says, I think I found the keys tosses them to you well that's unfortunate um all right catch and i presumably see you put it in and as it begins to sort of like turn on and the lights begin blinking onwards and you begin to see like little uh like a little like a coil on top of it begins sort of humming with golden electricity as the machine comes to life all right good you see that there are uh, two levers on it. There is, uh, you see Scoop kind of goes and just very delicately, like, closes the door and, like, relatches it. So that way you are at least somewhat compa- contained, except for the building. And he's just, just steadying himself. Uh, and do you, like, push the up lever, like the toggle? Yeah. We see, like, as you flip a latch, just like an... As we hear some of the wires tensing as... Eventually, there's like a shutter, and you boom, 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 ascend upwards into the night. Is Scoop doing okay? Roll me an insight check. He's gonna be terrified, isn't he? Three. Uh, he's he's handling it like he's he's fine. You're like you don't even like know why he brought that up earlier. He's just standing like very still, looking very intently at everything. Clearly doing his job. Totally in the right mindset right now. Oh boy. Okay. And he Wait. says. Uh, 
Did you just say you got a three? Yes. How is that even possible? Three total on the die, or? I just meant like I rolled a certain like my roll is is crap. Like ah. I didn't even add what, it up. What was the total? What, what's the total? Three. Total with insight. Um, eight. Like, yeah. yeah. Scoop's handling it fine. He's fine. Don't yeah, worry about it. it. Don't worry about it. He's good. Ben, do you just have my character sheet pulled up next to yours for some reason? Yes. Yeah. Why? Mm. I have all your guys' shit pulled up. So as you are riding your way up, uh, are you like counting the floors? What floor are you heading up to? The top. Oh, so you're riding it all the way to the top. Well, I mean, yeah, eventually. Do you mean because okay. we're stopping at Hugo's floor? But yeah, you want to you want to scout out further, at, like end destination or like. Oh, that's a good point. What are, yeah. what was the question? Just which I just floor? wanted to know. I wanted to know how far you were going up. No, that's a good point. Checking the top is important. Seeing if we have roof access. Yeah, I mean, we could do that first. Yeah. Sure. So you make your so you make your way up to the top, and it takes probably like a good, probably like a good three minutes to scale that high on how quickly this machine. It's not an expressly fast machine, but you go ahead and you rise to the top, and it does like swing a little bit, and it seems like Scoop is just casually securing his footing. Um, as you can now sort of like kneel over and climb over onto the lip on top of the building. And in fact, you see like where you are on the building, maybe only like another 30 feet up is the roof of this space because you are like in an, an interior space and the building goes almost to the top. You can see like bits of like stonework and arches and maybe like a, like a bit of like an exhaust valve hanging up from the top. But there's also sort of ventilation coming from the building too. And there is a stairwell at a far corner of it. Okay. Good to know. Awesome. Uh, are you... Are, you see Scoop is just staying staying in the thing as you climb out? Um, I'll ask him if he needs help. help. No, I'm, I'm is good. He, is he... Uh, how, how large is he? I forget. He's a human. Okay. Um, he's like on the shorter end. Maybe like five foot two, five foot three. Okay. No, I didn't know if it was going to be, like, the gap between that and the building being, like, too far or something. Alright. So is he following me now or not? Is he just um, he's, he's chilling there, but it, do you want to say anything to, get, to insist that he comes with you? No. I guess it's fine if he stays there. Alright. What are you doing up here? Um, just looking around. I want to see if there's a door that looks like it might open. Uh, you go ahead and you see that there is that door at the far end. Uh, when you try the handle, it is locked. When you go ahead and check out uh, the the lock itself, you see that there is a bit of a... There's just like a little bit of like a, a small sort of keyhole that looks like it could potentially have some mechanism inside of there. Is it actually like a normal keyhole? Just Roll for like an investigation check. Okay. 16. You go ahead and you tug on it. You can hear it like moves a little bit and you realize that the door itself is unlocked. There's just the tensing of metal chains on the other side. Okay. Wouldn't be impossible, especially if maybe you had time or something of that nature. But it sounds like it's padlocked on the other side. Mm, that's not good. Okay. Oh, so had... Look, some maybe... mm -hmm. Go on. I was gonna say like if you had like maybe like a crowbar you think or someone very strong might be able to like tense the chains off. 
but ah. roof otherwise seems to be a bit of a bust. Okay. Um, there's no like ventilation shaft looking stuff. Um, there probably is a ventilation shaft, uh, but it just seems to be. It, it doesn't seem like it would be fed a medium creature inside. A small creature would be squeezing to get inside. Hmm. Okay. Then I guess we should get back down to Hero's floor. But now you know a little bit about maybe a roof exit, perhaps. That it may be possible to to pick your way out from the inside if you needed to beat a hasty exit. You make your way out. Um, and we, yeah. Theoretically start like looking to see if you could find any loose windows on the lift. Or see if you can identify the 35th floor from the outside. Yeah. I think I'll just do that. Thanks. Okay. Alright. So you make your way out. And we see as you hop aboard and begin, uh, you see Scoop is like still inside of there and looks like he has not moved from his spot at all. And he says, any success? Nope. Okay. We going down? Yeah. Um, we're going to look for if any of the windows look like they might open and then go down to Hugo's floor. Sounds like a plan. You're the boss. He's just, he's just standing still. He's just in the corner. Alright, so we're gonna start going down. Alright, and as you're making your way down, Hugo arrives up. Ding! Well, partner, it is a pleasure to show you the main editorial suite of Tab Media Worldwide, particularly our monthly publication, Tab Magazine. This is where many of our talented reporters, writers, sleuthers, and investigators Pull together some of the greatest stories of intrigue, fashion, culture, and otherwise to bring about the monthly issue, which is still one of the best-selling publications in Electroval going five years. Wow. And you this see before you here. is just a the like the almost the entire floor except for some wall space where you think some offices are. It's just this big open room. You see that there is kind of an image of like a globe in the center of it where you can see like large sort of like bands like that of like an animar hanging and the words like tab written across the the orb the globe um that just is slowly rotating and uh blinking on you can see posted around the various walls are like these sort of screens that uh are like shifting through slideshows of like famous photographs taken as part of reporting with tab media worldwide there's kind of a little bit of museum elements written alongside of it. And a large part of this floor is made up of, you know, kind of modern-esque cubicles where you can see that our most, you know, our sort of like loose paperwork and pencils and other office gimmicks. And, you know, there's maybe only like three people working on desks here right now. There's also a tier above. You can also see the, the uh, 36th floor, which is on another sort of like balcony. Hmm, that's cool. Um... Yeah, before, before I... Is Lloyd one of those people at the desks? Yeah, you go ahead, you look forward, and you see that there is a kind of aquamarine and water ganasi who is actively sort of uh, scribing at a desk right now. Actually, he's got a bit of a keyboard in front of him and seems to actually be typing on an Aethertech device. Uh, do I see any, any uh, unlocks on the windows? Um, you can't see any of the windows at this level. You see that there are some offices that appear to be locked right now mm -hmm. uh, that you're walking past, but you do see that your tour guide is wheeling on ahead and says, Reporter Lloyd is right this way. 
Mr. Brathleaf, care to follow? Mm -hmm. I just wanted to look out while I was on the way. Yep, and you are keeping a lookout. And you like look at the top level and you can see that there's like some windows where natural light would come in up there. Uh, but both, but that's on like the, like the, imagine like the, the front and the back, not the, any of the sides of the building. Those windows are, and they look too big to be, uh, to be ones that you could open. Uh, yeah. Do you ask any questions to the Torbot? Torbot Terry? Torbot Terry? Nah, I'm all good. All right. He'll continue sort of rattling on of, and you see, these are some of the executive suites that we give to our star reporters. After a career of excellence, most of our uh, work and fodder tend to operate within the interior space, proving tirelessly their efforts towards honest and fair journalism. You can't break a few eggs without making an omelet. I'm sorry, was I saying something? Right this way. <laughs> Oof. You, you, you do anything about that? Um, no, just, just save it in the brain for, for later. And yeah, and you hear, like, as you're approaching uh, one of the desks that has the lamp on, turns and look, and you see that it is Lloyd and says, Oh, hello, Mr. Brassleaf. Uh, take take a seat. Take a seat. All good. All good. Uh, you hear uh, Torbot Terry say, Can I be of any assistance? Not to me. I You've you've led me here, so thank you. Lloyd, anything? Lloyd looks and says, um, No, I am okay. Uh, just scooch along, please. And you hear the, uh, the, the, the tour guy, the tour bot say, well, I'll be within shouting distance in case you ever need me. Just scream. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, sure too. And he's just backs away, wheeling away, and then continues to face you as he wheels sideways out of sight. After all, this, this, this tour bot is considered a small creature. And you see, like, it gives you a thumbs up as it drifts out of frame. <laughs> Which ends in a finger gun. Oh, boy. Oh boy, Terry the Torbot. My, that robot really is something. And you hear that uh, Lloyd says, Yes, Mr. Mr. Brassleaf, you wish to, to speak? Speak on matter, yes? Ah, you wanted me to recount my experience. It, it, it will be one-sided, of course, because I only know what I saw, and that was not much. And what I remember, of course, which... Indeed. are a little fragile. Would you please uh, account your story from the beginning? I, I have heard from many correspondences when, when writing my, my article doing my research, but I have not heard from yours. Well, I mean, as part of this, I'd love to hear what you, what any of your other correspondents had to say, as long as you're allowed to release that, of course. I would love to, but I do have to keep some of those details confidential. But I can assure you that there it was it, it there was a lot of lot of stories, and I would be very interested to get your take, Mr. Brassleaf. Of course. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Of you, you start you, you start you start like listing off like your 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 events. Yeah. What's I'll, the general nature of it? We don't have to roleplay the whole thing out. General nature is like probably starting from like that I had to I, I had fallen on like harder times like it, it had been harder to find both things to, to do to, to pay the bills and also that I like was spin it as an emotional story of like how I was losing my inspiration um, as you kind of begin on that he does kind of like interject a little bit and says yes I've, I've heard much much trouble uh, care to uh, elaborate what you you was did you come to crocodile ball gown it is not a usual venue of yours 
Was it was it a sacrifice that you had to make? Was oh. it was it a rare gig? Did you know that Mr. M- Mr. Gilded would be in attendance? I did not. I had heard, but only about two minutes before the show, at least as I recall. I did. I did not. I, I took it because it was a job. I, I needed a. I needed a gig. I wanted a gig, and times being as they were, I was okay with it being different because I needed something different at the time. Yes, yes. Uh, I heard recently you lost your uh, your franchise, Brimstone. Has that been hard? Are you seeking a replacement? I am not currently seeking a replacement. Right now, in general, what I'm seeking is a change. A change? This this is a, a willing change you are taking, not one that's been forced on you by your financials, yes? Well... Some of it's been forced by financials, of course, but some of it is that I really did need a change, and this, these past few days, have really helped me, helped me find that and put that into perspective. Because the it way has that been... I was running things was was starting to not work, and showed it's... me, and these past few days have showed me that it really wasn't working for a long time for me. So it's it it's been over two two years since you published a studio album. Exactly. Why is that? Like I said, it was not feeling particularly new. Not feeling like anything that I could create was something I hadn't created before. And I guess I got caught up in the lifestyle. Do you regret lifestyle? Do you have many enemies from from your time as a famous musician, touring musician, across the the, the fractured, rebuilt land? certainly hope not. I mean, I'd like to... If anybody has made an enemy of me, then I'd, I'd hopefully like to reconcile that. I definitely didn't mean to offend anybody. I was really just looking to have some fun, make some music, and have a good time. And he'll continue to lead the questions on Sky. We cut to you uh, on the exterior of the building. Scoop, as you're making your way down, says, Wait, Sky! Stop! Yeah. Stop, stop, stop the machine! Stop the machine! Okay. You stop it? Yeah. You go ahead, you move like the toggle to the center position, and he says, I think I see I think I see something. Still has not moved at all from that corner position. Can you uh you bring us over about two windows to the right? Sure. Yeah. Gestures a little bit and you begin shifting over. Stop. And he says Tell me tell me I ain't seeing things. What are you seeing? Do you look, guy? I mean yeah. Uh, roll me a perception check. Or investigation, your choice. It's 22. You see a faint little... A faint little triangular slitted line along one of these windows that are flushed with the building. And in fact, you see on the other side, shutters. Like that of an office. And a window that appears to not be locked. Okay. What floor is this on? Sorry. With that check counting it down, that would be the 37th floor. Okay. Um, can I try the window? Or wait, yeah, are, there yeah. pe- sorry, are there people inside? With that check, you press your ear up against the door because there's like blinders that are pulled down in front of it. You okay. don't hear any noise. You don't see any lights that are on on the other side. Okay. So then I'll try the window. Alright. Um, what are you using to sort of like try to wedge it open? Are there any tools on the, um, on the cart thing that we're on? 
Just wondering. Um, not a ton of tools. Uh, there would be like, I mean, there's like the little crocodile keychain. You've got like daggers and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I could just use a knife. I was just wondering if there was something like a paintbrush or some, you know, like that. But yeah, uh, I no, not actively on here. Seems like they take their equipment home with them. Uh, okay. Yeah, you say so you like. What do you pull out? Like a dagger or something? Yeah, I'll I'll use a dagger. You wedge the dagger in there, and there's just like a faint bit of jemmying before you find a groove. And just a faint until there's like a pop and the glass window has just like a millimeter of opening that you can slide the blade down and begin to sort of like leverage as it like spins at a middle point. Okay. Can I see and, anything through the gap? Uh, you'd have to like peek in and like peer through the blinders. Can I do that? With sure. There's gonna be this is gonna be another perception check though. Now that you can more properly see inside. Okay. Sixteen. Looking inside, you kind of look around the perimeter. You don't notice anything of acute interest. You peek through the blinders. It looks dark inside. Your dark vision just gives you the image of like a desk. You think a bookshelf, maybe some framed some things back there. Okay. No people. Yeah. All Goop right. says, any luck? Still frozen. So I think we should try to climb in. <laughs> um, All right. That'll be difficult. With, um, this situation. What, what situation? You seem a bit frozen. Uh, no, I'm, j I'm just making sure I don't, don't shake it too much, because, you know, you're operating the controls and you're trying to peer in, and it would be a problem if it was all shaking around underneath your feet, right? Right. Yeah, so I'm just standing real still. All's good. Okay. Mm hmm Um. After you? So I'm going to wedge the window the rest of the way open, and, mm -hmm. uh. You see, like, as you, like, turn it at a certain point, it, 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 it doesn't, like, it's, like, counterbalanced. So, like, it stays open to the level you have. I think he should go first. Actually, I would say with that, um, that was, like, another thing, is that with that check, you notice, like, there's, like, a faint bit of, like, ash at, like, the base of the windowsill, like, tobacco ash. Okay. Yeah, I think he should go in, because that way I can help. Yeah, he'll say, uh-huh, that, that sounds good. Okay, so you're going to have to come out of the corner to do that. All right. Does he come out of the corner? He doesn't. He looks like he like looks like his eyes open a bit. You see, like, maybe, like, his, 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 his you know, his non-animatronic knee sort of bend a little bit. And he says, God, I, I might have a little bit of a problem. Uh, yes. I can't move. <laughs> Physically or or um, mentally? I, I don't know. I think a little of both. Okay. Um. Okay. Change of change of plans. I'll go in, I guess. Okay. You're 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 gonna help me though. If yeah. I, I mean, I think so. I, I think. I, and he like slowly starts like moving a foot, and then he like adjusts himself. Like he feels like a little bit of shifting weight in here and he just grabs a hold of like the nearest sort of grate okay that's good hang on um right. i'll be god all right i'll just be here within 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 range yes so i guess i'll just sort of go in and scope it out a bit all right so we see like as you uh climb in just roll me a general dexterity check 15 hmm? 15 
yeah, you manage to like almost like knock open like knock over like a little like succulent that's sitting on there, and you manage to like catch it as you like roll stealthily to the ground and sit it back up on the windowsill. All and right. yeah, you're inside of this dark office space. It looks nice though. The floors are carpeted. There is kind of a nice desk. There's like a bit of like a kind of like a a perfumey scent, but like a little little strong in here. Okay. Like kind of like vintage perfumes kind of smell. Um and you can see that there's like a little bit of like a lamp sitting on the desk. Okay. Um now I have a question. Is there is there a gap between the uh the the window washer cart and the building? About a four inch gap and there's like little like pad padded rollers that prevent it from slamming into the building when it blows. Okay. Like a four, it's like a four-inch gap. It's more so that there's like grates on the floor, and scoop, scoop, scoops terrified of heights. Okay, so he, he's gonna need to be in here. So yeah, I'm gonna go back and just you know once now that I've made sure it's safe, there's nobody here. Oh. Any luck, Sky? Yep, there's nobody here. I think it's okay. Actually, wait. Let me go lock. Make sure the door is is locked real quick. Are like, you walking yeah. around in the dark or? Well, isn't there light from the window? Um, there's like a little bit crackling through, but it is it's very, very dim in here. There's like a lamp on the nearby counter. Okay, okay, I'll turn the lamp on. Um, so you just go ahead and you switch it on and like an electric bulb sort of underneath a shade shines on. You can more accurately see the space. Okay. It is luxuriously glamoured. You see that there are magazine sort of covers framed along the various walls on sort of oversized text. You see that there is a little, little fashion-y themed knickknacks, like a little card holder that's shaped like a stiletto shoe you see that there is like uh what it looks to be like an ashtray that is just sort of like sitting near the edge that is completely like empty except for a few couple of scraps you see that there is like a bookshelf covered in all sorts of like fashion magazines it looks very not your style very gaudy in some ways you see like what looks to be actually rather expensive little knickknacks lined along the walls okay and there is a little placard as well if you care to read that at some point but you can look at the door and you can see that it does appear to be like a sort of little turn lock that is latched and there's like little blinders on the window too okay cool so knowing that that's locked i'm gonna go back and well actually no no no, no. i'm gonna shove a chair under it first all right so you go ahead um there, there, there is like the only main chairs behind the desk, and in the corner there's like these very like fine, very fancy looking antique chairs, and you just pick one up and jam it under the door. Yes. All right. Yeah. So you, hey, you if pick they break up. Break it. It'll be their own fault for yeah, trying to totally. the door. Not like mine. Very, very like stylish, very like home home decor magazine, and you make your way uh, to the window, okay. and you see who has managed to move a total of five inches. Is Slowly turtling his way towards towards the gap. I thought you said you were okay with heights. Yeah, I am. So crawl in through the window then. Wisdom saving throw. He freezes <laughs> up again. Like he looks like he's about to jump and then he just doesn't. He just doesn't let go. He like feels his body jerk and his arms hold on. Jump? Why would he have to jump? Like he like he, he tried to like sort of dive towards the window and just get it over with at once and his hands just wouldn't let go. Okay, that's probably a really bad idea to dive toward the window. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm swinging okay. a little bit. 
It's swinging. It's like swinging. It's just like a couple of degrees. Okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out the window and just hold it in place. Hold it still. All right. And you like do that, and it's like it, you just have to like counter press it a little bit. And okay. Like, okay. Okay. So then I'm gonna say, okay, walk over to me slowly and carefully, one step at a time. All right. Wisdom saving throw with advantage. Those cock. Okay. Um. That was almost a natural one and a natural three, but the three just was really cocked, so I re-rolled it to a 15. Uh, he he makes his way over slowly and steadily until, like, he's at a point where, like, he's standing, like, right at the edge, and he's just grabbed a hold of, like, the building. Okay, that's good. Okay, I'm here. And he, and he starts, like, oh, leaning, okay. and as he's leaning further, he's, like, holding onto it really tight, and, like... The, the thing itself actually begins to swing outwards and the small gap underneath him begins to widen and his eyes are going wide as it does so. No, 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 because I'm still holding it, though. Oh, uh, you're holding on to it. Um, yeah, I'm still holding the cart. All right, so it's like you're feeling it pull away from you uh, okay. as he's, like, leaning against it and it's leaning to the side on, like, the one corner you're not grabbing. Okay, how heavy is he? Um, I assume he's Honestly, he probably weighs as much as you do. Uh, a little, probably a little less. He's a little less uh, short. He, like he's a little shorter. Okay. Um, uh, if I had, had to estimate, maybe like he's maybe like a hundred and thirty pound individual. Okay, so I'm gonna tell him to. I'm gonna keep one hand holding the the thing, the cart, um, and have him grab my other hand and arm. I guess you know, like yeah. That. And you're just gonna pull him in. I'm gonna try. Roll an well, athletics gonna... check. Yes, you are attempting to aid uh, Scoop through his vertigo. Okay. Sixteen. This is, this is epic D and D, folks. Sweet. Yeah, you go ahead, and as you kind of see, like he's beginning to do it, he looks like he's like about to panic, like he's about to like leap back, which you know would just make it worse. It would make it swing more. No, but just um, pull even... him in. <laughs> and you just go ahead and you grab a hold of him, and he's just like, whoa. And he just, the two of you just sort of like tumble in. The succulent like falls to the ground and you just catch it again. I don't know how many hands I have in this scenario, but. I mean, sure. to let go of him, you've had to like, like to, in order to sort of like roll him through, you had to like let go of the thing. Yeah, I guess. Um, and as you go ahead and you just go, go tumbling underneath the blinders, uh, and he sort of like tumbles to the side and says, All right, thanks, guy. And as he goes ahead and he like uh, finds his like little, little flat cap. And puts it back on. <clears throat> Alright, this is this is easier. This is easier. As he's beginning to get his fine footing. And he's like, now where are we? The 32nd floor. As he's beginning to peer through the blinders, do you, like, look at all? Are you planning to, like, go through the desk? Are you, like, looking around this room at all? Um, what does the placard say? You see that on the placard, it says, uh, Executive Editor of Fashion, Gloria Parcher. Okay, I'm gonna ask him if he knows who this is. You say that name? Who's Gloria Parcher? And as he's like peering through the window, he stops and says, Oh, we gotta get out get out of this office right now. We gotta get out of this office right now. This is shit. Ah, uh, shit, shit, Prada. shit. What? I said, is this just the devil wears Prada? Um, Gloria Parcher's the fashion editor. Never mind. You're not too terribly off. You see that as he begins, like, looking, like, trying to adjust his chair and, like, contemplating whether or not he should go back out onto the lift, but, like, freezes for a second. What do you do? Uh, I'm, I just say, okay, why? Why do we have to get out of the office right now? She is a very influential reporter. 
He's also a very powerful mage. Oh. Okay, let's get out of the office as quickly as we can. Yeah, so, so you're uh, making it out, and yeah, he goes ahead and uh, pulls the chair away, and as he goes ahead and grabs a hold of the doorway, there's suddenly like a faint chunk at the door lock. Someone's coming in? No, it's like he's going to go to the door, oh. and like he unlocks it, and then there's a quick sparkle, and then there's a chunk on the lock as it closes, and then you look back at the door, the window, and the window, chunk! closes tightly. Okay. And there's like a faint glimmer as if a barrier appears in front of the window and you see like as it does so it just ejects a succulent which lands on the floor with no one to catch it as if it was some sort of reflective field. Uh oh. Okay. And and as Scoop like stands away from like the lock as you see like a similar barrier appear across that door. We're going to leave it there. You have been listening to Electrovolt, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember to bury your ghosts lest they come back to haunt you. Tip.